0: My name is Alondi Hill. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I am a member of Faith Chapel and I am a proud Ministry to Parents member.
1: Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. Hey everybody, this is the podcast for church leaders that helps you build a ministry to parents.
2: Welcome, welcome. This is episode two. The topic today is what to do when I'm spiritually empty. This is our second episode around the month. This theme is care for the soul. So we are so glad you've joined us today. But before we get started, we have some fun news.
1: It's an announcement. It's breaking news. Yes. I I I need a sound effect. That's not a good sound effect. The breaking news is over quarantine, we gave in to our kids. Total social pressure. (laughs) And we bought a
2: puppy. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know that the puppy thinks it's good news because, uh, as uh, my uh, my sister-in-law says, it's a really funny joke, that uh, our house is the place where pets come to die. <laughs> and so, so far, and I would add plants. It's a place where pets and plants come to die. And, uh, of course, uh, we really do love pets. So please, right now, don't think we're not pet lovers. We are. Um, we've, we've had just, many pets. Yes. And uh, it's just like uh, the struggle's real on them surviving. But so. we've never
1: had a fancy dog. We always get like a rescue dog or some kind of mutt or something like that. Rescue
2: dogs are fancy. <laughs> no. Come on now.
1: <laughs> but I'm talking about purebred. S- lay out the cash, and boy, did we lay out the cash! And then wait for uh, we we've, we've waited for a really long time for it to be right because our we, the breeder twelve weeks, all that stuff. So uh, our, we've got a few weeks left. We're, we're it's like anticipating a little baby almost, even though we know it's not a baby.
2: Yes. And, and again, we've waited because we lost a dog and that was very traumatic for our family. It was quite sad. And we left midnight. It was a little uh, rescue dog that was a Labrador and she passed away. And so we just took some time and thought, you know what, during the quarantine, we're, we're ready. And, uh, so uh, long list, we used to have a dog named Copper, and he passed away from pancreatic, I think, so- pancreatitis.
1: That's what it was. And- Are you giving, like, the death <laughs> list of our pets? It's just because- something
2: we're not doing. Just- because if you I'm do feeling shame,
1: I need you to go with our first pet when we were in seminary together.
2: Oh, Sonka the fish?
1: Or- Sonka the fish was a betta fish. And he died, and we were super sad about it. We were young, married, like twenty one, young. And so uh, I can't remember which one of us. One of us said, "What if they come up with a way to uh, <laughs> to to bring Sonka back to life?" So we froze him in a cup <laughs> a cup of water, so he was frozen in a <laughs> block <laughs> of frozen water. And we were like, "We're just going to keep him in the freezer, so it's we so never have <laughs> to say goodbye to Sonka." It's so gross, but, and.
2: Then the freezer, then the. Well, power then we went away went to summer camp. Remember, <laughs> at we Crosspoint, went. A, yeah, yes. we
1: worked Cross Point summer camp uh, mm-hmm. with Lifeway way back in the day, and and we both worked it all summer. And so we came back, and mm-hmm. our freezer, the power had gone off so while gross. we were gone in seminary housing. And so now we open up the, <laughs> freezer. the freezer.
2: It's so bad.
1: <laughs> There's a a nasty dead fish corpse rotting, and it was Sanka. So he. He had a bad turn, but then we had a turtle.
2: Well, and what I'm thinking right now that I'm <laughs> older in my 40s and working with adolescents is knowing that our brains had not yet fully developed. <laughs> so let's think about that for a second. That's why we were making those choices. Yeah. So we've just been married FY.
1: 23 years and this was like the first few years.
2: Yeah. Like t- we were 21. So brain wasn't fully developed. So we're making these choices.
1: <laughs> and while we were at summer camp the next summer, out, yes. of, out of pure sadness, our team they were mourning Sanka, so they wanted to give us a present. And so, for I don't know who did, but somebody decided the present they gave us as a goodbye would be to give us a live turtle.
2: Oh man! And uh, so the the how this works is it was a team you work like uh, eight to ten weeks in the summer. This was actually the summer of '96. Um, oh no no no. No, no, no. It was 99, summer of 99. And uh, we were saying goodbye. And so they give gifts. Uh, you say goodbye. You're splitting up. These are all college kids and that have been working and been doing a sports camp. And so uh, in gifts, one of them thought they'd be funny, give a turtle. And, of course, we're flying home. And at this point, we live in Texas. Where we're in grad school. But we were in Nashville wrapping up camp. And so we are saying goodbye. We have a turtle. And we're in the Nashville airport. <laughs> now, this is. turtle's p- name is? A pre. Nine Eleven, so you can still kind of walk through the turtle's name is vladimir and i think you had on overalls <laughs> that day i did have one overall. and so we also were flying home with a bat right or was that yeah, a somebody one? giving us
1: a present of a baseball bat with cross point carved into it
2: Yes, Earl. Earl, yeah, our Earl friend did. Earl. And so Earl had uh, given us this incredible baseball bat. It had a cross point, the word carved into it, it's beautiful. And at that time had not we were so concerned about getting the turtle through <laughs> airport security that we had not thought about that we were taking a bat through airport security. And so this baseball bat. And so we were both going through Jeremy had again, I just wanna put a caveat here that our <laughs> brains are not fully developed. We're still, like, maybe now 22 at this point, so uh, not making wise choices. And uh, Jeremy chose to put the turtle in his overalls to hide the turtle as he goes through the airport security. We put the bat through, and they start flagging us, and all the people start coming over. They're like, the bat, the bat, she's sending a bat through. And I look up to Jeremy thinking, oh, he can vouch for me that I'm not trying to... Uh, Destroy anything, and he's sprinting. I was long gone, long down Terminal C, running to find a. Me
1: me and Vladimir were on the run from from the authorities.
2: (laughs) Well, and what I think I remember is Vladimir started making his way south.
1: For, for sure, Vladimir, Vladimir and I, we were intimately connected during that time. Vladimir went where he shouldn't have gone.
2: And so I'm being surrounded by security because of a baseball bat. And um, I'm
1: reaching in my drawers to pull a turtle out.
2: And on that note, let's start.
1: What's to do when you're Welcome spiritually empty? Welcome the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. But we haven't even talked about the day we took Vladimir to seminary class.
2: I say we was that part of the okay, day. Okay, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> but promise we'll tell the story. Okay, off the rails. Oh, if you want to hear the Vladimir story when Vladimir went to seminary, let us know. We'll, we'll be glad to tell it. you. All right. Yes, today. What are we talking about? The
2: spiritually empty. Oh yes, yeah,
1: spiritually empty. All right. Oh man, I don't. There is no good way to transition this. So let's just. Uh, roll right into this. Uh, Last week we had a great podcast. If you missed it, episode one, you can go check it out. And we kind of just talked through the struggles. uh, And really, first of all, just acknowledge that we, it's really difficult to Minister to others before we minister to ourselves, and we kind of just acknowledge those struggles, especially, particularly in 2020, the struggles are like For multiplied. Real. Yeah. Um, and so, what happens though is when we struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle, and we don't find any kind of hope or health in that, we we come to this place of never being able to really recover. We find ourselves spiritually empty, and that's why we have Nick Mobley with us today, one of the writers on our team. He's going to be talking to us about that.
2: And we keep calling him Nick Mobley, and Mobley. he keeps telling <laughs> us it's Mobley. <laughs> I'm
1: so sorry, Nick. I did it again. I'm not even going to edit it either. <laughs> Nick has been my friend for like decades, and I continue to mispronounce his name. Mob, like Nick mob. is in the mob. Yes. I need to remember that. <laughs> he
2: keeps saying oh, Mobley. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh, and I think we, yes. So thank you, Nick, for your gracious patience (laughs) with us on that. Um, You know, I think about the spiritually empty piece. And uh, for me in particular, I I have to kind of reframe it in a different term for it to really connect with uh, uh, my soul. And I I actually call it spiritually tired when I'm thinking about when it comes to uh, me and my struggle in this area. And I, I put spiritually tired because... When I say I put spiritually tired, like when I think about it, I don't. I don't walk around thinking, in terms of I'm spiritually empty. I am more spiritually tired, and I guess if I were trying to explain it, like I think about in my relationship uh, with the Lord, with Jesus, with uh, Spirit, I, I'm, they're they're always present and they're always here and they're always walking with me. And it's a John fifteen, always abiding, and I'm, I feel comforted from them. And so that's there and that's always there. So I don't necessarily feel spiritually empty, but I begin to feel tired when I have to practice, uh, vulnerability, whether it be, uh, having to work with leading the company of ministry to parents, whether it be dealing with COVID and what's happening, uh, cancer. That's part of our story, right? When I'm mm. dealing with uh, systemic racism, um, the racial inequity that's happening, uh, all of those things, um, watching the political divide that's taking place between people, you know, that you love. And when all that stuff starts hitting, uh, it requires a lot of faith, right? And faith is like a muscle, you know, and I love working out and I love my weights. And I think about that, you know, when I take some time off and I don't do it, uh, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? With muscles and faith is is like that. It's like a muscle that I'm constantly exercising. And I think and it's because I'm believing God's promises to be true, even though everything with my eyes, I'm looking around and I'm getting overwhelmed and anxiety's creeping in, and I'm going, okay, this is almost too much. I have to continue to exercise faith and I have to believe God's promises are true, even though I cannot see with my own eye and, but exercising that faith over and over, I just get tired. And sometimes I'm, I'm just spiritually tired. And I think that's my definition of spiritually empty. It's just a different kind of take on it, but it's how I could resonate with it.
1: I love what you have to say. That that was good. Um, and I don't know that I have much more other than, uh, there's probably a certain type of church leader that's listening. That's similar to me where, um, you, you may not admit it out loud, but really your to-do list drives your ministry efforts. That's really uh, that's true to me. I'm a very much get-it-done guy, and I, t- I just take great joy in getting things done. But what happens a lot of times with that is I get physically and emotionally tired. And what I've learned is that physically and emotionally tired, that's the direct pathway to being spiritually tired. And when I'm spiritually tired, that's as deep down to my soul as you can get. And when that happens, that's when real trouble comes about. So um, I think one of the things that I've learned is that when I take care of myself physically and emotionally, um, it really guards and protects me from becoming spiritually tired as well. Mm -hmm. Now, these are just a few of the thoughts that we have for you. Um, We have invited uh, Nick Mobley, Mm -hmm. one of our great writers, (laughs) one of our favorite writers on our writing Mm -hmm. team. He uh, has been a friend also that we trust um, for years and years. We we love him. He's going to be coming up here in just a second, and we're going to be kind of continuing the conversation even more. So, uh, but before we do that, I have to make everybody aware of this. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. I'm going to go use car salesman for a second. Oh, going to go <laughs> take a shower. Is, yeah, you could just take a break. She hates <laughs> this part. But it's just incredibly important because every year we do this once, and we do this once a year when it comes to our M2P membership. It's actually later. We usually do it in May, but this year, because of COVID, we're doing it in August, and we're hoping this is a help to some of you. And it's called Eternal Memberships. Um, we do this every year. We have to limit it because we – uh, we we can't do this all the time it it would eventually we wouldn't be able to keep doing it just from the business perspective so this is what we do um we uh release for twenty churches uh the first twenty churches that can grab it they get it and they uh can be a member of ministry to parents forever and I say forever that's for as long as it's in existence but uh for just one time payment five hundred and ninety nine we have so many ministers who have gotten into our membership this way, and they love it because they pay once and they don't ever have to pay again. So if you've got some room in your budget, you can begin now. It starts on August 20th, and it goes for one week. From August 20th to August 27th, the eternal sale begins. So you can begin right now, go and ask permission and see who are finding some, whatever you need to do to get yourself ready. It's $599. You pay that once and you're done and you have it forever. That's access to all membership.
2: And the membership that uh, when he's talking about being an M2P member, our blog posts, our podcast, all that's available for anybody. And the M2P membership just takes it on a deeper level where you get practical tools. Where Nick Mobley, who's coming up in the next segment, wrote a burnout, like a small little ebook on burnout. It's very practical. That's in the toolbox. Um, we have how to. Uh, understand the Bible and non pictures that's in the toolbox we have uh, games in the toolbox and so it's basically um kind of like a digital library for church leaders and so the membership gives you access to that along with at least um uh, we have videos, at least 70, 80 videos. Um, it's up there on for, uh, called online parenting classes. And they're just really brief videos that you can send to parents for encouragement. We have those for youth. We also have those for children. And so all of that is a part of the membership that comes with this.
1: Great point. The eternal member, by the way, the eternal that's 599 and you get kids and youth. Uh, it's it's a bundle forever so basically everything we offer we are going to be uh, doing that for that week august 20th 27th mark your calendars and in fact we're going to do a quick word about membership you're going to learn more here in just a second and then after that we're going to talk to nick mobley yes talk to you then
3: Most of us know we should be ministering to the parents in our church, but many of us have no idea how to do it. When you become a member of Ministry to Parents, you'll be able to offer a steady stream of parent videos, family discipleship resources, parent events, games for families, and so much more. It's like the Netflix of parent ministry resources. You don't have to figure out your ministry to parents on your own. Let us be a part of your team by joining ministrytoparents.com today. To learn more and get a bunch of free resources, go to ministrytoparents.com slash member.
2: Welcome back to the M2P podcast. This segment is where we continue the conversation about what to do when you're spiritually empty. And today we've invited into this conversation the author of this week's blog post, Nick Mobley. Uh, Nick is a head pastor over students and college and children um, here in our local hometown in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Welcome, Nick.
0: Hey, guys. Thank you for having me.
1: He is also, um, everyone needs to know, Nick, you think that you get to write for us because, you know, you've got great ideas and all of these things. It's really because you share my passion for the 85 Bears.
0: You know that's right.
1: I mean, if you if you look in my office right to the right, you see uh, the Super Bowl shuffle album, you know, uh, Refrigerator Perry, Mike Singletary. I mean, it's all over. But if we walk in your office, we see you have even better 85 Bears.
2: What do you have in your office, Nick?
0: Yeah, man, I've got uh, uh, an autograph, uh, Mike Ditka, uh, team photo. Oh, wow. I've got some uh, Super Bowl twenty memorabilia uh, given to me by my family, uh, signed by both head coaches of uh, the Bears and the Patriots. Wow. Uh, played in that game, of course. Uh, so, uh, love the Bears, man. If Super Bowl you... Shuffle, Fridge, Walter Payton, and Mike Singletary are uh,
1: two months. My- favorite players of all time.
2: That's what I was going to ask you. And if you had to pick one, I would want to know yours. And then Jeremy, I would want to know yours. If you okay. ha- if you could only pick all one. Alright,
1: mine's easy. Go ahead, Nick. You're first.
0: Well, man, that's hard, but I'll tell you what. There's so many life-isms I've gotten from Mike Singletary. And I just love the way he looked when he played the game. His eyes were bug wide open all the time. There was such an intensity about him. Uh, I, I really love Mike Singletary.
1: Okay. Jeremy? And by the way, um, I can just hear uh, all the twenty-something ministers and church leaders across <laughs> the internet just going, "What's? Let me get another podcast." Because <laughs> I don't that's even that's eighty-five for old folks, old folks, eighty-five what, bears. What are we doing? That's
0: right. Did they have TV back then? Was it in black and white?
1: Hey, listen up, everybody! <laughs> Pull it out on YouTube. It's kind of awesome. The Super Bowl Shuffle. You'll you'll be amazed by it. But uh, mine was also Mike Singletary, without oh, a shadow of awesome. a doubt. Um. He broke like sixteen helmets or something like that. Um, and 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 in today, I don't even think they break one helmet. So take that, current NFL players. You're not as cool That's as right, Mike Singletary. Right. He was amazing. <laughs> no, no. One of the th- he taught me. Uh, ve- I remember in a Monday Night Football interview, he said something that I've held on forever. He goes, "There's two types of leaders: those who want to talk about it, and those who show you how to do it." And uh, yeah. and that stuck with me forever. Because I was a little bit of a talker and not as much of a shower. So it, it really changed the way I thought about things.
0: That's right. Dude would make even uh, the most out of shape, non-athletic kid feel like he's ready to run to a wall. That's but, leadership, man. Well said. But
1: let's do not get this twisted, Nick. When he became a NFL head coach, he showed how kind of emotionally unhealthy he was. He he was not cool as a head coach. As much as I love yeah, him, he, he didn't really do well on that. All right. That's enough 85 Bears talk. Sorry, honey. I had to get that in with Nick. (laughs) Oh, I
2: loved it. Um, So, Nick, thank you for writing for us this week. I always appreciate what you bring to the table with your ideas. And the first question I wanted to ask you was uh, what you've written for us, what to do when you're spiritually empty. The question I have is what kind of choices do leaders make? years before they ever get to that moment mm-hmm. where this blog post can resonate with them. So they go, Oh man, I'm spiritually empty. I had no idea. How did I get here? What are the choices? Cause sometimes it takes not just months, but years to get in that place where you made choices years ago that got you there. So what kind of choices do you think? And, and feel free to use your personal story or just things that you've seen from other leaders.
0: That's a great question. I think there's um, there's compromise that happens, and then there's misguided priorities uh, or mis priorities out of order. Those, I think, those are the two right out, out of the gate, where we might compromise uh, because we are called to serve and shepherd, and, and are so passionate and gifted uh, to do so as as a leader of the church. We sacrifice. And compromise our own health and, and well-being often, uh, time after time again. Almost like it's a, a, a uh, you know a requirement for the job. In some ways, we feel like this is just what we're supposed to do as a result of our position, and we don't even realize the damage that we've done until it's too late. Many times, years down the road, as you said, where man, I, uh, it's not right like that we've done this, and uh, and, and I've you know, for the sake of success or affirmation and approval of other people, you know, I've compromised my family, my my own emotional, spiritual uh, condition in ways that leave me empty, uh, or uh, in the, the case of um, priorities being out of order, we uh, you know, we, we put um, superficial or worldly uh, things before spiritual matters and as a result at some point that bottoms out and you can't do enough you can't earn enough uh, enough money or uh, uh, achieve enough accolades or uh, you know garner enough praise and to, to fill that void and then you ultimately come to that point where you realize man I'm, uh, i feel empty and, and, and there's nothing and in some cases that's uh, What happened to me years later? Years later, I realized, man, I've I've got nothing else to give. I have nothing else to say. And as a as a spiritual leader, uh, that's a terrifying place to be. So it does require you to ask those questions. Well, how did I get here? And and it's important that that you have people to help you get there. uh, Answer those questions.
1: You wrote an incredible resource for us. For our members in the toolbox on burnout uh, talking about uh, and it was kind of a tool that came out of your experience with it. And uh, right. you have taught me more than anything about burnout. Uh, one of the things that I've just held on to that you've taught me is that burnout is when you are tired, uh, constantly tired, and you can't seem to recover. That's when you really know yeah. you're in burnout. I want our people who are listening to hear that because I think that because all of us at some point we, we have a a big event or some season that where we have to just kind of hustle and we're tired, but we can recover. It's when we can't seem to recover when we need to kind of catch that alarm. Tell us more about your experience with that.
0: Yeah, I, um, it, it, it was quite like, um, Elizabeth described that, uh, it, it took years to get there before I realized it. Um, you know, in many ways, I, I dismiss you know those, those pain points or those signals that either the Lord, my wife, or other people who care about me and, and know me well. Uh, but, hey, is you okay? are you okay? You sure? And I, I kind of asked them all because I didn't want to acknowledge. Them. I just kind of crammed it down. And, um, there was a betrayal of trust from a uh, leader and a mentor of mine uh, that I'd known for years. There was tragedy both personal and uh, uh, in our own community traumas that that just happened one right after another. Uh, and I know everyone experiences these at different times, but this was just a, a snowball, a perfect storm of both trauma, ministry trauma, uh, life, tragedy that compiled um, to one day where uh, I was uh, Reading, thankfully, a couple of resources that my friends, counselors, mentors had given to me, where I realized that at, at the end of the day, I, I had issues with God that I'd not addressed. Um, I had gone weeks or months without offering a sincere, genuine prayer to God. Uh, yet I was still charged weekly to get up and bring a word to God's people to the youth group I led. Uh, and so I was very two faced throughout that time until one day I realized um, I. I didn't trust God anymore. Um, and I felt like I was abandoned. And, um, and it took me several weeks and months to really wrestle with the truth of what was inside. Um, and I believe one of my counselors said, Nick, when you struggle, when you constantly try to present on the outside something that is not true on the inside, you are on a surefire path to burn. And that stuck with me, and I realized I needed to. Just deal with the heart stuff, the spiritual uh, issues that I had long ignored so that I could regain uh, strength and hope and endurance to run on because at the time I felt like, um, you know, a heavyweight boxer that had got knocked down and I'd gotten up many times before, as you said, but this time it it was just easier just to, to stay down because I didn't want to deal with what was in front of me. That's a scary place to be. i would never been there before, but uh, age 36, it, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I knew that if I were to live my life of any value or, or significance or health moving forward, I had to take care of the, the spiritual causes of the issues I faced.
2: You know, uh-huh. Nick, one of the things <clears throat> I just want to say, I'd, you are not alone in this. I know that it's something I experienced. You did it, like you said, at 36. Mine was at 27, 28, 29-ish. It came, uh, mine was a little bit earlier and I'll never forget that moment when I was in the middle of teaching students and going, I am pulling from nothing to try mm-hmm. and teach God's word and to teach these to these teenagers and I am just fried and done and I love what you said is we're going to have to wrap this up because we could really talk about this forever because it's such yeah. a passion of all three of ours but you said, ask people for help, ask them how you got here. And that's one of the things I'd like to say to the children's ministers and the student ministers and any ministry leader, uh, priest, pastor, whoever, if you're listening that if you feel that you might be at this place or you don't want to get there, I think that's probably some of the best advice is to seek some really safe people that may not be yeah. the people you work with. Obviously it might be a professional counselor in another city, or online and just a guided trusted counselor or maybe a mentor of who um, has been here before. And um, for, if you happen to be an MTP member, Nick's resource is really good. And so you can find that burnout resource in our toolbox under care for the soul piece. So Nick, I just Great. want to thank you so much for sharing a little bit of your story and your wisdom today.
1: And if you're not, you. a me- Oh, you're welcome, brother. <laughs> if you're not a member uh the, here's what's cool for you. Nick has written this blog post. Uh we've kind of described what it looks like and feels like to feel spiritually empty, feel spiritually empty. Uh but Nick wrote a blog post about what to do when you're spiritually empty. So if you want to take that next step, go to parents.com, check out our blog, it should be on there, and uh we hope you enjoy. Uh, again, thanks to Nick Mobley. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you for being on our writing team. Yes, One of our you. favorite writers. We love the work you do for us, and just appreciate the way you serve our community, and uh, and excited for our folks to hear you and get to know you. And uh, and as we move into break, we will uh, come back, and it's going to go from being super serious to a little bit silly, and uh, we'll <laughs> <Nothing> talk. <better. laughs> we'll have some fun right after the break. Ministry website in 30 seconds. That would be magic, right? That's why Ministry to Parents members love our magic button. Once you push the magic button, it creates a parent ministry website in only 30 seconds. The magic button is available for members of MinistryToParents.com. To become a member today, you can go to MinistryToParents.com/slash member. Hey, everybody, we're back to the part of the show that is all about the fun, and we can't have fun without the Resident Ministry to Parents fun guy from Dadliness Podcast. Hey, Adam, welcome. What up? What up? Adam so Nunley.
4: Jeremy, thank you for having me.
1: Hey, listen, no problem. Joy, We're going to play a game we've been enjoying lately. It's called Parent Calls. All we do... Parent
4: Calls. Thank is you that, for that jingle. You can record that. You need to have later. a little...
1: We need some production value mm-hmm. with
4: this. That's and. Uh, side job I have is my voice well, let's harmonize me. it okay
1: three two one parent calls uh, I went low you go high uh,
4: uh,
1: uh is that I, isn't that harmony what, I don't really uh, sing much okay it's, we I can mean, rap it I beatbox <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna oh, wait, beatbox you, oh, okay. you. <laughs> But parents, who <laughs> course. <calls. laughs> oh, right. We're way better at that. Yeah, mm, sure. All right, so welcome to Parent Calls. <laughs> Keep <telling> and <laughs> that. what Parent Calls is, is we call one of our M2P members who oh, we love. Yes. Yay, M2P members. Uh, the best, the best. Um, so I give them a round of applause for M2P I'll do members. It
3: That's not just tracks.
1: And the M2 P member that we're going to be having play our game with us today is Zach Sandry. Zach is one of the family pastors at Heritage Church in Quad Cities. In Your Quad church. Cities,
4: you you be you guys try and figure out where that is. That's right. Quad
1: Cities out. is like in four different states, he was explaining to us. It's pretty awesome. Y'all can go uh, cyberstalk him if you want to at heritageqc.com. We did. We couldn't even find his picture. We think that's not okay. We're going to start a protest on that. Yep. We're gonna send out. a are calling your pastor and list. saying we want a picture
4: of Zach. We want a picture of Zach. We're just gonna record that and send it to him. Oh, we could wrap. We it, We want too. a picture. No, that's, that's not. Hey,
1: Zach, how are you doing? We should let you talk. Welcome. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Doing good. So, Zach, I hope you understand the game. It's parent calls. What we're gonna do is we're he's gonna call you and one of our parent personalities. Which is from one of the toolboxes. Actually, it's a it's a volunteer training resource we have, where you have different parent personalities and you learn to navigate them. Mm-hmm. And and on this one, he is going to be outgoing Oliver. Okay, Zach. Alrighty. Outgoing Oliver is going to call you, and you're gonna. He's going to do his best to mess with you, and so you want to just stay cool and calm. Show everybody how to, how to navigate that conversation. And at some point, he's going to describe something very specific. And at the end of the call, you're going to have to try to guess what that is. And Zach, if you get it right, what does he win, Adam? He can win a three-pound gummy bear. Sent to your house.
4: Beautiful shipping. It'll be wonderfully it's, presented. If you lose, if you, you, lose you get a, a, a can of unicorn meat. And but, both of those. In my opinion. Will do be great joys to enjoy and not be fun later if you eat them all at once. So it's a win <laughs> so win. Way, my three boys will love it. Yes. Okay. There so, you go. Three boys. That's a perfect uh, gift for you. I mean, so it's your all choice. All boy dad over here, Jeremy. He, <laughs> right. he
1: it's your choice sugar or protein? Magical protein. Magical Which, protein. either way, it's up to you. Amazing. <laughs> All right, Zach. If you're ready, we're gonna get started. You'll hear a phone call. You hear some music, and then it'll be go time. All right, one, two, three. Let's go. Hey, yeah
3: is it is this is this Zach? Yes, this is Pastor Zach at Heritage Church. How are you doing? Hey, good, Zach. This is this is Oliver. I I, I just Hi, I'm new. I'm new, but I'm super excited. I came to the youth group with my son, man. It was amazing. You did an amazing job. I really appreciated it. I also then went to another place that I thought was the same church, but there was another guy speaking. It was another building. I was a little confused. Is is? Do you guys have more than one building?
0: We do
3: have more than one building. Oh, yeah. that was it. I was at three different places, and I, I got went. Across, I went northeast on the Mississippi. I live on a boat, houseboat, and so I just was northeast of the Mississippi, and I just drove up and down, and I went to, to a couple different buildings, man. It was super cool, though. All of them were super cool. You're the coolest. Did you know what i my, oh, my son, Stevie Boy, is what I call him, he loves going to church. But he he was asking me some questions, and I said, you know, I, I like Pastor Zach. I, I'll just call him and ask him if we can do this. He was asking if, if we could have a certain thing for communion. that, that Normally, with communion, you have, you know, bread and... And and depending on what kind of church you are, what, what you drink is some sort of grape flavored thing, uh, and and so I, he was wanting to have another type of things that his favorite food. It's this thing that goes together like, uh, you know, like, I, things that go together. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh it's 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 a it's a type of it's a type of thing that you spread on something, and there's a a type of type of thing you spread and then another type of thing. You put it in your lunches, and uh, sometimes they— like uh, peanut butter and jelly. Whoa! 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 Go, peanut butter je- Wait, we should add it in that peanut butter jelly time peanut butter jelly time <laughs> peanut butter jelly and baseball bat peanut ring.
1: We didn't even get to f- would finish the calls Zach just went straight he's like listen guys I got a busy day uh, yep. can I just go ahead and tell you peanut get, butter get and jelly the and that's then pr- can you get your act together and make this harder yes it was too I was trying to be too clever
4: though that's, I was trying to make it hard by being too clever and I couldn't think of two things that go together <laughs> I was like like
3: oil and water and I was like those things don't go together Adam that's not
1: Oh. Right. I whispered to you to say lunchbox, and they threw it. Yeah, so lunch. I take personal yeah. responsibility. I was trying to think of two things that go together too, and the first thing came mind was peanut butter and jelly. Sometimes. So that's impressive. <laughs> you you had it. You had it from the get go. We got it. We're going to raise the difficulty level next yes. time. But one of the things we're definitely going to do, Zach, is send you a three-pound gummy bear, my friend. Yes. That was awesome. Hey, listen from the bottom of my heart and genuinely. I know we're being silly, but th- I mean this with all my heart. Thank you for being an M two P member. We love you, we appreciate you always. If you you know if you need anything, give us a give us a call. But thanks for being with us.
2: Thank you. Okay, hilarious. <laughs> the peanut butter and jelly time I think is my favorite. Man, our kids loved that when they were little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zach was awesome. Uh-huh. I could never, I'm Thank still trying to figure out exactly where Quad Cities is. Um, that's where he's <laughs> from. And uh, it's like he said he's from like four states all at once. Sounds like an amazing place to visit. Maybe our next summer vacation.
2: Thank you, Zach.
1: Hey, thanks to Zach for being with us. And uh, thanks to Adam also for being a part. Yes, thanks. Thanks, Manly. Thanks, Alondio, for the shout out at the, to- at the top of the show. And again, thanks, Nick Mobley, for taking some, <clears throat> thanks, Nick Mobley. Mobley. <laughs> Nick please
2: please. <laughs> I'm so sorry oh, should we so should we grace. edit I'm not no. gonna no. edit Nick we so love mad. you alright next week if you're gonna join us in on Tuesday um, we love you Nick Mobley um, <laughs> next week is so exciting because it's how to plan a spiritual retreat and it's three types of spiritual retreats and Michael Bain one of our big MTP family members and uh, just a, almost a, he's been a part of the family for a long time mm-hmm. and we love Michael Bain he's, he's that be with uncle us. that'll
1: never go away
2: (laughs) just kidding he's not the shady uncle he's the good
1: uncle are you sure
2: (laughs) Michael Bane I don't know (laughs) we love Michael Bane love you Michael Michael's gonna be here next week and we're gonna be talking about the different types of spiritual treats, and uh, just looking forward to sharing that with you
1: guys I'm excited about it because it's going to actually begin to start being practical we've been kind of discovering what the struggles are and now we're gonna work on how do we uh, deal with those in a healthy way it'll be a good time we'll talk to you then have a great week You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.